0: CHAPTER Seven: HOW TO PLUCK URCHIN QUILLS WITHOUT ANGERING SOMETHING THAT CAN KILL YOU Neff stood next to the pool still burbling from the merman, who a moment before disappeared by slipping noiselessly under the surface. The Kelpie's head drooped, snaking from side to side with his mane swishing. His tail started to flick rapidly. Adam jumped back to avoid getting smacked by flying seaweed. Hey, what's going on? he asked again. Neff lurched his head back, and then he pivoted and bumped Adam hard in the chest. I'm thinking! Adam bit his lip, trying to catch his breath after getting the wind knocked out of him by the agitated creature. He reached up to stroke the tussled mane, which was much softer than it looked. The Kelpie's breathing slowed down a bit, even though he still looked tense. He lifted his head away from Adam's chest, but nudged the boy's hand. I've never been trapped like this before. This blow's worse than a bloated pufferfish. Adam grinned. I saw your moves out there, Neff. If you want to get past them, you will. Neff sighed. "Ah, I'm much faster when I don't have a human on my back. And I'm off my game anyway because, in case you hadn't noticed, I still have sea urchin spikes stuck in my flesh. It's pretty painful. Oh! Adam stepped back. He'd been so excited to be with a Kelpie, especially one as awesome as Neff, that he sort of forgot they'd been attacked, or that this amazing creature could be injured at all. Injuries made the kelpie suddenly that much more real, in the lines separating what he'd always hoped was real and what really is shattered in his brain. Magic existed right in front of him, and it was in pain. A dozen small black spikes jutted from the Kelpies' wet, sweaty flanks, and fluorescent blue liquid oozed from the wounds. Adam reached forward, anxious to help. Hey, uh, I'll pull those out for you. Careful! Those barbs are hooked on the end. If you just yank it out, you'll rip holes in my skin. My dog got attacked by a porcupine once, and they have hooked quills. I know what I'm doing here. If you hurt me, I leave you here to swim out on your own. As if a land troll like me could do damage to those sea urchins or a pack of dragonfish. A soft puff of air blew out from Neff's nostrils, and Adam was pretty sure he made him laugh. With a wide grin and nervous confidence... He leaned in and carefully started sliding out the spikes, one spear at a time. He made sure to twist up when he felt it tug inside, so it would pull free without hurting the Kelpie more. Neff winced, but after the first one, he snorted his approval and nodded. Heh, <laughs> carry on, Lantrell. Adam rested his head against the Kelpie's side, concentrating as he worked. But his mind wandered to the conversation he heard between Neff and the Merman. So there's a reason they're chasing you. What is it? Neff tossed his head high and nickered, but ignored the question. He closed his eyes, and his head drooped. Finally, he craned his long neck to look it at Adam, his green glowing eyes filled with equal parts fury and despair. It's a long story, and I don't get most of it. I'm pretty young for my kind, so I don't know how it all started. What about that bad guy, the mer- mer-dude talked about? Some- some guy named fivos Neff nodded. He's from an old Atlantean family, and he's one of the best fighters I've ever seen. Now, I can shapeshift when I fight, and I have some pretty epic moves, but he bested me. See this scratch under my foreleg? He lifted his left front leg to show Adam a long white gash with bits of scab still clinging to it. I got this when he took my Cleo. I wasn't even Kelpie at the time, Land Troll. I was wind. Adam jerked on one of the quills in surprise, yanking it out accidentally without twisting the hooked end. "'You were what? Ouch! Ah! You heard me. The wind. I shapeshifted into the wind to get away from him, and his fire dagger slashed at my leg as I was getting away. "'How does someone even move that fast?' Adam wondered. Neff stamped and shifted his weight to one side, cocking up a back leg as he watched Adam thoughtfully. "'He's a natural fighter who has all the training and all the weapons of the money Atlantis can buy, along with the support of the ruling clan and his own private army.' He might not be the actual ruler of Atlantis, but he's in charge and responsible for the purge. What's the purge? That's the reason you and I are enjoying this lovely afternoon in a damp cave, hidden in rocks a few hundred feet below the ocean waves, with you pulling urchin spikes from my side, and me with sharp rocks digging into my hooves. Fivos doesn't like hybrids in Atlantis. He wants to get rid of them all. Adam pulled a face. That sounds bad, like ethnic cleansing or something. Whatever you humans call it, that's what he's doing. He doesn't like hybrids, or anyone who likes hybrids, tainting the purity of their advanced society. Is a hybrid like a part magical being? Adam asked. Yes. That's why he went after the Tria. Adam racked his brain, trying to think if he'd read about that in any of his books. Who are they? Are they hybrid too? Neff's hard eyes softened a bit. Three naiads, the sisters who govern the naiads and all the streams and rivers. My Cleo is one of them. Your Cleo? Neff nodded, wincing a little as Adam pulled a little too hard on the last spike. (laughs) She raised me. Kelpies aren't exactly known for being the nicest creatures out there. I know, Adam admitted, kicking at the pile of barbs at his feet. For a minute I thought you were taking me down to the bottom so you could have me for lunch. (laughs) I was there, remember? Neff grunted, tossing his head and becoming more angry as he spoke. I heard everything going on in your odd little human brain. Cleo is just collateral damage to Fevos. He got mad at her sister, Milena, because she wanted to marry a hybrid. Cleo and the third sister, Daphne, tried to fight back and stop him, so he kidnapped them all. Adam shook his head. You mean he kidnapped three naiads because one of them fell in love? He wasn't into the mushy-gushy stuff, but even he can see how stupid it was to take prisoners because one of them had a boyfriend. Not just three naiads. He kidnapped the three highest-ranking naiads in the magical world! Powerful leaders of rank and importance to all water dwellers. That's why I attacked. I had to fight for my Cleo. I'm still mad. Yeah, uh, I'd be mad at him too. Neff pinned his ears back and stomped. I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at myself for not protecting the Tria. And now we're trapped. The minions are patrolling the rocks where we came in, and probably doubling up at the gate to make sure we can't get far. If by some miracle we do get past them. We're right by the gate that will take me back to Atlantis, but I'm stuck in a cave with no way to find my naiads. He jumped and bucked his hind legs, snorting furiously. Adam took a deep breath and stood back. The Kelpie jumped and twisted in the little cavern while pebbles shook free and rained down from the walls. Adam's mind spun. He tried to wrap his head around everything. Naiads imprisoned, an advanced magical society under attack from within, and a bad guy who wanted to get rid of anyone he didn't consider pure enough. A Kelpie now stuck in a hidden cave, deep beneath the rolling waves. A Kelpie whose magic could keep Adam alive no matter how deep they went. An actual Kelpie, not imagined or from a book. A Kelpie who could shapeshift and... Shapeshift? Hey! I got it! Neff stopped kicking, turning to stare at Adam with his neon green eyes glowing in the shadowy grotto. You can really change shapes, Adam approached excitedly, reaching out to touch Neff's sweaty flank. Didn't I just say that? into anything? Or does it have to be something specific? Anything? Because I'm awesome like that. Adam nodded and grinned as their eyes met, and they nodded. Putting their heads together, they whispered in hushed and anxious tones to come up with a plan they hoped would work. A few minutes later, Adam slipped off the rocky edge and into the murky black pool. Taking a huge gulp of air, he dove down and felt around until he found the long mane waiting for him. Wrapping himself as tightly as he could in the grassy fronds of Neff's seaweed mane and tail, he finally breathed normally. He watched with incredulous delight as the beast whose stomach he floated under glowed a vibrant blue. Neff's form above him began to quiver and hum as he blazed brighter, turning a fiery white and then black in a burst of blue light. Four slender legs split and sprouted into eight tentacles. His long neck and muzzle grew, ballooning into the giant head of an octopus. They sank down and crept carefully over the sharp rocks, to the narrow entrance where they escaped earlier. Neff paused, peering out with dark eyes. He burst from the rocks with an astonishing surge of speed. With Adam hidden inside him, holding whatever slippery bit he could grasp, Neff dodged past the urchins and black dragonfish, guarding the wooden beams which supported a gold-trimmed gate to the magical city Atlantis. A few urchins got a little too close for comfort, so Neff squirted smelly black ink in their eyes before shooting toward the surface. The urchins dodged the ink and resumed their patrol of the rocks near the underwater gate. Adam burst out laughing as they rose slowly back to the surface, but then he realized he didn't have much time to come up with a believable story to explain where he went. He would have a whole lot of explaining to do. Good luck, Land Troll. Maybe I'll see you again. The odd squishing sensation around him disappeared, and Adam opened his eyes. He looked up to see the bottom of the boat overhead. He kicked hard until his head broke the surface— bursting out of the water as he gasped for air. People in the boat shouted in surprise at his sudden appearance, immediately yelling at him for leaving his dive buddy. His mom grabbed him in a rib-cracking hug, and when he saw her face, a guilty pang shuddered through him. He hugged her back, glancing over her shoulder as something jumped up and twisted over the distant waves. He grinned, reaching up to wave goodbye to the Kelpie.